When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is made possible through donations from listeners like you and our partners at Goalie Ashwa Gummies. You can find them at goalie.com. Use promo code the Show Up That Foundation to get 10% off your order. Zenderance Active Wellness and Sports Nutrition. Their products are designed to maximize your health. At Zenderance, they strive to support and have a positive impact on the wellness of every hardworking dad. Use my code the Show Up Dad and get 10% off your next purchase. For more info, go to www.zenderance.com. Tall Man Equipment, standing taller than the rest of the competition in Lyman Tools since 1952. Give them a follow at www.tallmanequipment.com. And last but not least, Adam Lane Smith. He is an attachment specialist who helps people to heal, connect, and build. Use my promo code SHOW, spelled S-H-O-W, for a 50% discount on his attachment boot camp course. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Show Up Dad podcast. This is a ministry created for hardworking fathers. At the Show Up Dad, we recognize that fathers providing for their children is certainly important, but when men truly understand their unique role and gain the knowledge and skills to be great fathers, they can transform and impact future generations. I want to welcome Jason Rios. He is the owner of Old Traditions Gentleman's Parlor. Jason is a father too from a previous marriage and has been remarried going on four years with his new spouse. Together, they have opened this wonderful shop and they, and Jason, you've been cutting hair since 2013, right? Yes, that's correct. Thanks for having me, David. First of all, I appreciate the show. I, you know, I listen to it myself. Um, pretty much it's something that I just, I love, you know, I love and I, I love the fact that I get a chance to now be on the opposite side and, you know, instead of just listening in now, I'm actually, you know, one of the, one of the callers in a sense. So it's great. Yeah, absolutely, man. Just thank you for coming on and sharing what you do to be a show up dad. Um, I want to open up Jason with you just uh, letting our audience know what your relationship relationship was, excuse me, growing up with your father, bro. And like what spawned you off into cutting hair and stuff like that. Can you please share? Yeah. So, um, you know, growing up, um, I was the youngest of five. So um, I do want to say it was a challenge because um, I I did kind of just grow up saying I saw it all through the eyes of my brothers and just kind of living it through them and stuff like that. But um, it was challenging because I think, you know, being the youngest, especially of five, um, I only have one sister. So it's like, my dad was always there. My dad was always involved in the family. He was never absent, but you know, I sat down one day as an adult and I was just like, you know what? My dad never took me by myself, you know, by the hand or by the shoulder or something and just said, Hey, let's just go get an ice cream. Just you and I, you know, or never once, like, was it just kind of that one-on-one time? So for me, it's like, I think about that, um, a lot, you know, and I think it, it kind of affected me in a sense because I always had that resentment towards my dad of like, well, you know, you never really heard me out. You never heard the things that I wanted to do. And then the things that I wanted to do, like, 
skateboarding. That was my passion when I was growing up, skateboarding and punk rock music, you know, when I was a teenager. And yeah. um, it was just kind of like, hey, you're out in the streets all day and, you know, you're not doing your homework. My dad was big into uh, into education and stuff like that. My dad was a very educated uh, person. But mm -hmm. then that's the thing that kind of created two extremes because my dad went to the university. He uh, became a, you know, he was an instructor at his university. He uh, became a, a lawyer. And wow. um, and my mom had a third grade education. So it was kind of two extremes, you know. So yeah. from my dad's point of view, it was always very strategical. Everything was very planned. Everything was very thought out. And from, you know, in a sense, my my mom, like growing up, you know, it was just kind of more of like, hey, like do or die. Like you're not going to learn if you don't know, you know, like you, you just have to try things out. And um, so it was it was very difficult because I, I found myself kind of just in the middle of a lot of things. And, you know, that aside, um, uh, I was born here in Orange County, but my parents are actually just, um, you know, Mexican residents and they got their residency out here in like about 94. And mm -hmm. it was also just kind of hard because I, I always felt like I had an identity crisis, you know, because okay. it's just kind of like I was caught in the middle because um, especially the area where I grew up, which was uh, Santa Ana, um, it was just kind of very you know, in a sense, just very influenced by the Hispanic culture. And that was great. But for mm -hmm. me, it's like, like I said, I always wanted to learn more and just learn about the world. And once I realized there was different cultures, like that's just kind of what drew drew me wanting to go outside of my area, you know, and just yeah. to kind of really yeah. learn the world and see what was out there aside from what, you know, just very little that my parents knew. I got to a point where I'm just like, you know, my parents have made it this far, which is cool. But like, they've never traveled they've never really done anything they've never really seen the world you know they've only been to big bear that's about it yeah so so it was it was challenging it was very hard no and it's it's good to see that you're drawing from both your parents brother you have this one educated side coming from your father's side and then your mom who wants you wanted you to indulge in experiences right so right exactly. it's, it's it's good to see that you know when they say we're a melting pot of both our parents right that's right. what we're seeing in you. You know what I mean? You're taking both good and bad from your parents and, and, you know, and good and good or whatever, and you're putting them together and that's what created you. And that's, what's creating you to go out there and experience, you know, um, my father Absolutely. said the same thing. He always used to tell us, you know, don't you ever want to see what's on the other side of that mountain? That was, I remember that's right. what my father used to tell me. And that was that exploratory side yeah, that he wanted to see, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I try to share that with my children as well, you know? Right. One, one thing though, that I, I'll never forget though about my dad. Cause like I said, I never spent too much time with him once I became an adult. And of course, mm -hmm. you know, once I went through my divorce, I wanted to kind of reconnect with my father, spend more time with him and just kind of really make sure that I was a, a great son and, and also learn things. Right. So I can be able to yeah. hone my own skills as a dad. And, um, but you know, when I was young, my dad used to always kind of go to a park or like I said, we used to always just go to Big Bear. And his whole thing was just kind of like, yell from the top of your lungs. And I'd always be there and just be like, why is this man just here yelling, you know, like off the side <laughs> of the cliff and stuff like that. And I never understood it till I got uh -huh. to a point in my life where, you know, I went up there and he kind of just told me like, yeah, just kind of let it out. And that's when I realized like my father's outlet to uh, his frustration and just bottling everything up was just like once every couple months, maybe once a year or something like that, just 
going out to, you know, an area where it was just kind of more isolated and just yourself and just letting this frustration come out, you know, and I, I learned that. And also uh, it got to a point where, uh, you know, when I was going through my divorce, I bought like a little pop-up trailer. I had a Chevy Avalanche and I'm like, you know what? Like I used to always think, well, my dad never took me to the Grand Canyon. So I said, well, I can't be that dad. I got to take my kids to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I bought that little trailer. And, uh, and that's when I just kind of, you know, I learned to realize that with my children, I can't show them how to, you know, change a situation, but I can show them how to one, maybe remove themselves from the situation Two, how to disconnect, how to take a breather, how to uh, be able to react to a situation. Cause that's, mm -hmm. that's one thing that I just really fully understand now, you know, that, I mean, we're just, it's all about how you react. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a whole, what you're really doing in a sense is teaching your kids how to deal with stress, you know? And, and I think that's what your father was trying to do to you when he took you to that place and he told you yell from the top of your lungs, you know what right. I mean? He was yeah. teaching you how to deal with stress, you know, whatever stress he may have been going through, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and it's cool to see that you're like, you know what, this is the way I want to show my kids, you know what I mean? I want to, I want to be right. different, you know what I mean? So yeah. kudos to you, brother. That's awesome, man, for sure. No, oh, thank you. Now you said that your relationship with your father, like you weren't really around him much. Why do you feel that was? Um, I think my dad, uh, he was, he was there, but I think he was always just kind of just busy. He had his hands full, you know, mm -hmm. he had his hands full and I think he always just made sure I was okay. And I was always okay. You know, thankfully, like, I mean, I'm so grateful for everything that he did. And, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I've been living in the same house since I was two years old. So it's like, you know, I never moved schools. I never did that. But like, like I said, I just, you know, I just wish I could have just spent more time with him. And, and he's, mm -hmm. he's still around. And, you know, even like to this day, right, because we're talking about the relationship that we have now with him, even still to this day, like, um, it's just kind of so, so difficult, you know, to just be there and like, have mm -hmm. a conversation with him and stuff like that. And especially him, I guess, he just sees me as the youngest kid that it's like, you know, he just never really given me that respect of like, all right, cool. Now you're adult. Now you've kind of gone through all this and now let's go ahead and have an adult conversation, you know? So it mm. always feels like it has to be me sitting my dad down and kind of checking him in a sense and being like, Hey dad, you know what you as being the head of household, like you shouldn't let this fly with my siblings or, you know, this is what I think the way you should have like, I don't know, you know? So now yeah. I'm able to at least kind of have a conversation with them but now i know that i have to be the one to actually bring that up mm, that's crazy too because i just had an epiphany about that because I was, I was talking to my wife before we started this podcast and we're discussing about um you know just different things you know like me being a father a lot right. of times with my with my children you get comfortable right and, yeah. you know, we always say in, in the trade that I'm in that complacency kills, you know, we get comfortable, yeah. we get complacent, we think we know our children, so we don't have right. to try or even let's take that further. We think we know our spouses, we know right. all about them, and then we don't have to try, you know what I mean? And uh, that's a dangerous place to be in because what you're really saying is that person is simple, you know what I mean? Right. There, there's not a little lot of depth to them. Right. Yeah, and um, absolutely. I think, you know, just, you know, not speaking for your father, but just me, you know, being called out in that area, you know, right. I think that's me. That's exactly what she was trying to tell me is like, man, I'm 
more complex. Your daughter's more complex. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. in order to get that relationship, you got to ask those questions, you know, what a better way to get to know somebody or even to create intimacy right. or create a relationship is to ask a lot of questions, you know? Right. So, yeah, that's cool that, I mean, it's sad, but it's cool that you recognize that and hopefully, you know, life's not over, you know, maybe your father will, will see that too. He's very educated and you know what I mean? Right. Maybe he'll come around to, to seeing that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was just always such a very serious character. You know what I mean? Like even growing up, he's like, I didn't have any friends. I didn't drink. I didn't go out. I didn't party. He's like, I took care of your mom. You know, I made sure I, you know, I pretty much just, you know, had a house and took care of you guys. Like you guys were never missing any food. And, you know, that, like I said, I'm very thankful. I've learned that. But then again, Mm -hmm. like, you know, every Christmas, like we wouldn't get any gifts. You know what I mean? Like I was thankful for having the roof over my head, which was cool. But then it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, we'd, we'd be there sometimes my mom would be trying to find a toy drive, you know, and I tell people like, that's why for me, toy drives are kind of big with uh, the barbershop with me trying to help out and stuff like that. Because, you know, like I said, it's like, I had a home, but it's like, I still, I was still that kid that would go out to those, those drives, you know, and same thing with food banks. Like I've told people like, I'm not, you know, I, I don't, it's not something that I hide, but I mean, I grew up, you know, with like food bank food and stuff like that. You know, my dad yeah. always just took care of paying the bills and paying the house. And that was it. That was his priority. Other than that, it's like, we were very limited, you know, even when my mom would take mm-hmm. us to like fast food, it was just very like behind my dad's back and just very taboo, you know, and that, that showed me just, you know, a way of like, Also, you know, obviously I would see my mom always do things behind my dad's back, but I knew it wasn't like bad intentions. I knew it was just kind of because she wanted us to just kind of put a smile on our face and stuff like that, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, so it's just something that I kind of try to just, just see now, you know, and just apply it to, to myself and just kind of being a dad and just Mm -hmm. making sure that it's like, I don't just sometimes get comfortable because like you said, it is easy to get comfortable Monday through Friday, you know, but every so often it's just kind of like, all right, cool. Like what do, what do I need to do or who do I need to spend time with, especially with having, you know, two kids like myself, you know, it's like, all right. Mm -hmm. And I have a boy and a girl and that's been different because, you know, my son's older and we had a a relationship and everything, but now I'm kind of, I don't want to say relearning everything, but I'm learning new things through my daughter. You know what I mean? And the way she's growing up and how she reciprocates to the world and everything like that too. So, um, so that's why for me, like, I, I just think it's very, you know, just very important to just kind of give people that time and just be able to hear them and listen to them. And, you know, I, I've, when I cut my son's hair, that's why I think it's also kind of important, right? That father and son bond, I'll cut my son's hair. And it's one of the times when I'm just like, Hey, like you talk to me, you know what I mean? You let me know, like what's going on in your world. You know, like this is your time. People come in and hang out and they, they talk about everything going on with, you know, their relationships, their friends, their trips. I'm like, so same thing with my son, you know, I'm like, sit down, like chat it up. And even if it's like, you know, 30, 40 minutes to cut his hair, but I mean, it's that time that I just, that I value and that I know one day he's going to be like, all right, maybe my dad was busy with work, but he always cut my hair and he always just asked me, you know, like, how's your world going and everything and stuff like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's came to a, uh, to a point where, I mean, obviously, you know, things haven't been uh, super easy for myself, um, you know, with have, having the custody of my kids and everything at first, but um, you know, now it's to the point where my son's 13 and he'll be like, Hey dad, 
if you need someone to talk to, like, let me know. I'm also here for you. And that's because we, we keep an open communication when it comes to, uh, to mental health, especially, you know, I, I talk to my son about, um, just mental health with, you know, just men and stuff like that. And how, uh, we just tend to not really talk about it, you know, or I, Mm -hmm. not that I use my dad as an example, but I will just kind of say, Hey, like, look, look at this situation. And, you know, we want better. All right, cool. We want to have a better communication, right? You see how it is when I go to my dad's house. Okay, cool. Like I want to be able to communicate with you and be able to talk to you and stuff like that. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, thankfully now he's older and he kind of really sees that and understands that. And we have, we have a pretty good, good communication, you know? Yeah, for sure. And you gained that trust with them, which is really awesome, you know, and it's good to see that you used what you do barbering, right, to be able to relate to him and communicate with him and gain that trust. Um, I think it's awesome that you're able to take him and he's at a place now where he's able to recognize what not a not normal behavior is, you know, say, for instance, right going to your father's house and whatever rigidity or whatever that he's picking up there, he's seeing that it's not normal. And that's cool. You know what I mean? It really is not, not to bag on your old man or nothing like that, you know, but it is good to see because we're trying to raise the next generation. That's our jobs as fathers, right? We're raising the next generation up to be better than us. You know, there's a saying that we always say in this podcast, what walks in fathers runs in sons. And that's absolutely true. We need to stop that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So that's, that's good. So, so, Everything you're doing seems like it's really working out. So yeah. I commend so you. I, I guess, yeah, I guess for me, most of my life has been really breaking the chains and just really like stopping mm-hmm. that cycle. That's what me and my siblings kind of say, you know, like we understand how kind of things were for us. Like I said, we're always very thankful of having things, but it's like, just because you have something doesn't mean it's, it's great. You know, sometimes like I've, I've heard my parents just talking about divorce since I was a kid and still to this day, I'm just like, if they're really that miserable, then why haven't they ever took any initiative? You know, if it was just because of the kids, it's like, we're all adults, you know, if it's just because you're comfortable, then you guys have a problem in your relationship, you know? So um, that's kind of the way I see it. But like I said, nonetheless, I mean, my dad has always been there for us, you know, I mean, if, even if, if he always took us to karate, I grew up doing karate. He always had us very involved on thing in things like that. Um, mm-hmm. He had us in marching band, you know, so I did band. I played music for a long time. And, um, and like I said, he was just very strategical. He was very careful with everything. And those are things that I kind of learned, you know, he was big into saving, which is also one of the things that helped me kind of acquire the barbershop, you know, mm-hmm. um, he was big into just kind of saving money because for him, it was important to just have, that household and to have something that you can actually give to your family, you know, and, and I'm thankful for that too, because he did give me discipline in a, a very different, unique way in his own way. Right. Because um, I, I mean, also knowing the way he grew up, I can't knock him on that because he mm-hmm. had already broken certain chains, you know? So I see that change for him. So, um, so yeah. So like I said, I mean, you know, I, I know what, change he's kind of done and and i admire that you know and like i said it's helped it's helped me out a lot tremendously too so yeah for sure and and then you making your changes and it's like a river effect brother you know what i mean just change after change after change that's the that's a great thing you know and and just realizing too that your father could only give you what he was given you know what i mean exactly it's like having five bucks you know you can't ask for 20 bucks if they how can they give you 20 bucks if they only have five 
You know, they could only give you what they were given. You know what I mean? And that's, that's helped me to empathize with my own father as well. And just to be able to have that forgiveness, you know, because father wounds are deep, brother. They affect every aspect of our lives from our, from how we work, uh, relationships, you know, our marriage, we'll, we'll bring that into our marriage. You know what I'm saying? So now that we're talking about that, you know, you mentioned you had been divorced, you know, um, how did your father's interaction with your mother kind of play into that? Or if it even did, you know what I mean? Like, what did you, what did you learn? You know what I mean? From that? Well, actually divorce was kind of fairly new to my immediate family. And I was mm-hmm. pretty much the first person to kind of, you know, be in that situation. So if anything, I, I want to say I've been more of like the learning curve for my family because sometimes my dad will be like, you know, especially him being old school, he's like, Hey, like you really got to put your foot down like this and you got to do this like that. And for me, I'm like, Hey, like I get that. I understand that. But then I'm like, you don't understand my situation. You don't understand that you have to be understanding. You know what I mean? If I was hard headed, then that's what got me in the situation in the first place. You know what I mean? Like you have yep. to be understanding. So, um, so, you know, so I, so that's what I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> no. And the reason why I asked that brother is because, A lot of times, you know, how we see our parents interact with each other is how we're going to carry it into our own relationship. And even let's take that a step forward. How are you acting around your wife that you're showing to your kids? You know, because our daughters are going to pick men based on us. And if they think it's okay because we're treating their mama a certain way, they're going to grow up thinking that, hey, man, that's must be the way a man treats a woman and vice versa. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, absolutely you know, going to the original questions, I never really wanted to have uh, kids in a sense. I was just a musician. I was playing all around. I was traveling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I happened just to end up in a situation. I had my son. I had actually um, an offer to go to Europe and play for a big band. And I didn't take it during the pregnancy because I decided, you know what, I have to be there for my son no matter what. So for me, it was crucial that, you know, um, mm-hmm. even going through the, through the divorce, I was just like, well, I didn't want to be a weekend dad, you know, like I want to be there for my kids. So even when we went through med- mediation and, you know, of course it's one of those like tick for tack things like, well, what do you want on the table? Right. So then it was kind of like, well, give him the weekends. And then they asked me and I was like, well, give her the weekends. It's only fair. Like, come on, you know, and mm-hmm. the mediator kind of comes out and says, all right, she, she agreed. And that's when I'm like, oh my God, like my whole life just kind of changed right there. Cause I'm like, now what am I going to do? So it just, it made me get more savvy. So instead of like thinking, all right, cool. Like, how am I going to make money? Right. I'm just a barber. I went to school. I got my license and stuff like that. Before that I did foreclosures. Um, yeah. So I just started thinking like, I have to get witty with it. And that's when um, I would have to bring my son to work with me at the shop and everything. And sometimes some of my coworkers would get upset about it, or they'd they'd say my my son was in the way when he just kind of wanted to help and assist and just kind of be around the shop. And, um, and to me, I don't know, that just kind of really got under my skin, you know, and it got to a point where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to branch out, I'm going to open up my own shop. I'm going to have it designed my own way. And we're just going to kind of fully cater to families. And that's, that's going to be the thing, you know, like we're not going to have this cool guy, cool guy thing or none of that stuff going on. And and don't get me wrong. You know, we're about the cars, we're about the bikes, but we're big about family. We're big about, you know, our kids, even with uh, 
some skate skateboarders, local skaters um, around the area. Like we were kind of sponsoring them with our skate decks and stuff like that. And yeah. that was just because of, like I said, all my background of, of growing up, wanting to help out, wanting to give, like just telling the kids like, Hey, you know, just represent. I mean, I'll give you beanies. I'll give you shirts. I'll give you skate decks and stuff like that. And obviously these are kids who are, you know, in a sense kind of getting by and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I got, it just got to a point where I just, I really wanted to help out the community and show my kids that it's about just kind of helping and assisting and putting other people first and before you, you know, and then I know it's good to, uh, to think about yourself, you know, put yourself first too. But um, I'm a big believer, obviously, about like community, you know, and I mean, in order for you to succeed, I mean, you have to break bread with people and stuff like that, you know, and um, that's why I think the philosophy of like the barbershop and the success of it has always been so true, true and so pure, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people yeah. see it and they're just like, oh my God, you've created something great. But like I said, you know, originally I was working seven days a week. I had one employee. I told him, Hey, you take your two days off. I built, uh, it was a restroom. Then in the back, I built a full office and then a laundry room. But that office space was pretty much just like I had a couch there. I had a PlayStation. I had a big TV. It's pretty much where my kids would come and hang out, do their homework and just hang tight while I can be able to, in a sense, just cut hair and be able to generate and make money, you know? So, and like I said, it got to the point where um, I'm so thankful of my crew and all of my barbers, you know, I got to give them a shout out because like I said, um, nonetheless, without them, they're the ones who give me the opportunity to be away from the shop now, seven years later that the business has been running, you know, and yeah. I, you know, take my kids to school in the morning. My wife takes my daughter. I take my son, um, you know, now he's doing basketball. So we're going to start doing the basketball program. But I always said that too, you know, um, when it comes to business in my barbershop, my mm -hmm. barbershop was not made, you know, so I can be become a millionaire. It wasn't made so I can slave away and just cut hair all day. So my barbershop was created so I can be able to, you know, create something for a community, help other people to generate income and help other families and let that assist me in being there for my family and for my kids, you know? Mm. And, um, and like I said, ultimately that foundation has just gone really far. It's taken me far. And, uh, and people see that not everyone yeah. obviously knows my whole story and everything, but they just see the true essence of it. And, uh, how we even just, you know, father and son, like at the barbershop, like to us, that's kind of huge because there's a lot of people like myself. I never went to the barbershop with my dad. Um, I never shared that time, but I see that there's a lot of people who love that and have that bond. And for me, it's like, it's so sacred to be able to create that safe space for them to where they can come in and hang out with their kids and still enjoy the cars that they like, the bikes that they like, you know, because at the yeah. end of the day, like, yeah we are who we are and we like what we like, whether kids are going to enjoy it or not, then that's on them. You know, that'll be their own individual persona. But like I said, I just think it's, it's still just kind of a, a cool, a cool thing. I've always wanted to do um, like once a month to create a father and father and son day at the barbershop. And I want to kind of call it like a day at the hop, you know what I mean? And it's a yeah. father and day set and just do a car show, have a DJ and stuff like that. Um, just because I've always wanted to create that bond and preserve that bond of like, just a father, father and son, you know, and even at the barbershop, whenever a kid gets his haircut, you know, kids tend to get up and just want to run and just be like, all right, cool. I got my haircut. I'm, I'm out. But we take the time to also just educate them and just give them a, a quick little 411, you know, but when they get mm -hmm. off and especially this is like pre COVID, right. But yeah, they'd get off the chair and we'd be like, all right, but like, let me get a handshake. You know, we'd show kids how to give one 
firm mm-hmm. handshake, how to say thank you, how to be grateful for something. And, um, and, you know, and to me, that was, that was just kind of huge, you know, that was huge, mm-hmm. a place where, where a young kids can kind of just in a sense, learn how to mold themselves, how to be young adults and, um, and just go from there. Yeah, for sure. So it's cool to see that you're carrying on those old traditions, right? In your shop and you're also educating yeah. these kids. I mean, that, that, that's awesome, brother. And that's what drew me yeah. to you because I, I saw what you're doing. Um, I saw the skate deck. I saw the, you know, yeah. the, uh, the deal that, uh, for the car show and stuff like that, that you guys are doing. And I thought right. that was really awesome. What you're doing. You are creating a whole atmosphere there where families can come together. You are helping the community and that that's that's awesome dude that yeah no thank awesome, you man. i appreciate that no yeah and i mean you know hopefully because now we've been really focusing on branding the shop and just creating this um just this brand and yeah. um you know i hope it continues to grow and stuff like that because i have a lot of great ideas that i just I, you know I, I want the world to see in different communities you know and a lot of mm-hmm. like just little things that i have planned out but um also like i said just from my background not really knowing much, but getting to this point, it's like, how do I continue to grow? That's kind of where I'm at also in my own growth. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, cool. Like I made it this far. I got a business. I created a business, but now how do I kind of expand so I can be able to, you know, like right now, you know, at the barbershop, we're 10 barbers. How do I do that for another 10 barbers to where I can help another 10 families? You know, I have barbers who've been working for me for over five years. So for me, it's like, that's, that's something huge, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely. You got to expand and grow. You know, I, I, I talk about it all the time. If you're not growing, you're dying. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you, you have to definitely continue to mold. You're not, you know, if you look back and you see that you are in the same place as you were last year, dude, you need to reassess what you're doing. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta Absolutely. definitely have a vision and it's good to see that you have a vision with that being said it seems like you're leaving right. a great legacy jason you know for your kids Thank and you. for the community and stuff like that what do you want your legacy to be as a dad like when you say for instance lord forbid you go away later mm-hmm. on way hopefully way later on right when yes put you in the ground right yeah. what do you want your what do you want your kids to say about you you know what i mean I mean, I think ultimately, you know, I, I just want them, you know, to just really say and see that I gave it my all, you know, that I didn't have instructions. As I say, you know, parenthood doesn't come with, uh, with instructions nor shot glasses, you know, so yeah. um, that I was just really trying to give it my all and that I, that I did give it my all for them. And that, you know, even with my business, I created something to where I was able to generate and be there for them. And, um, and as I tell my son, you know, that way, if they want to continue or if they want to grow or do something within business, even if it's in the hair industry or not, now at least there's there's a foundation. Now there's a background. Now you at least kind of know the general foundation of how a business works. Then from there, you can just kind of grow in, you know, so I think ultimately that's the legacy that I want, you know, that they can see that I was a hard worker, that mm-hmm. I gave it my all and that I was never a quitter because that's one thing that I tell my son, you know, I'm just like one thing that I just got to know is just it's okay to quit, but I'm not a quitter, <laughs> mm. you know? So that's just kind of my own philosophy. So just like you said, always just one, one foot, you know, ahead mm. and stuff like that. So I think that's ultimately the, the legacy that, and then them just seeing that I was just a good, a, a great dad, you know, just a good dad. I'll let them just kind of judge that. But um, mm. yeah, I mean, I just gave it my all. Heck yeah. No, I think that's what all fathers want. They just want their kids to know that, man, I, I did the best I could. 
You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. I had, I try to make, you know, you know, life throw you lemons. I made lemonade. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Never quitting, you know, and that that's a good attitude. Absolutely. And then to be able to 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 be able to show them that, you know, I think a lot of times people want to give up, you know. Yeah. When you give and, up like that, you're conveying a message that they're not worth the fight. Right, for sure. And I was gonna say if I can just kind of add along too, because uh, you know, for a long time I know, especially with the with a divorce, sometimes people get bitter and stuff like that. Especially mm. guys, you know, I've had a lot of guys sit in my chair who've gone through divorces, and they're like, oh, women this and women that, you know. And uh, and I just want to say out there too, uh, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. I grew up with my mom saying like, you're going outside, you better put a jacket on and you better, you know, and it was just yeah. kind of different. So, so I mean, yeah, no. And, and like for me in my household, like we'll bring out all the Christmas decorations and we'll mm -hmm. kind of leave them in the living room for a little bit. And we'll kind of, cause same thing, the kids always want us to take the lead, which is cool. But for us, it's kind of like, we, we can put these things up, but like, that's not the problem. We're like, what, how do you guys want to decorate this time? What's your guys' imagination with it? So we kind of tend to want to always kind of let the, the kids kind of lead and then mm -hmm. just kind of see what direction they kind of take, you know what I mean? And then just kind of assist them from there. So that's kind of the way we apply it in, in our house. No, and that's, and that's, so, that's, I think that's a great way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, some, sometimes the decorations will be sitting there for like, you know what I mean? An extra two weeks. And I'm like, all right, are these kids really not going to do the Halloween decorations yet? So, and then eventually one day it's just kind of like, Hey, are we going to do the decorations? Like, do you want to do it? And it's like, Oh, cool. Thought you weren't going to ask. And it's like, all right, cool. Then we go ahead and you know, they, they do it on their time and they're happy and they're stoked on it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it takes planning yeah. too. It, it, it takes being intentional. Like my little boys are, you know, they're at yeah. nine and seven, you know, and it stuff breaks. Um, yeah. but it takes being intentional. Like my wife, she went intentionally and she went and got these beautiful ornaments that are plastic. Oh, okay. I remember growing up, we didn't have plastic ones. We had the no. glass balls, dude. And you had to be careful because yeah. they, once they hit, they exploded, you know what I mean? They like shattered, yeah. You know so what I mean? True. And I, and I think that's why mom, one of the reasons why my mom was so rigid too. Cause she's like, she knew if we were uncareful because we were excited because we were being kids and they exploded, right. it was going to be everywhere. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. it takes being intentional to be able to be like, all right, I got little kids. So I'm going to go ahead and get the balls that don't break so if they do fall it's not such a big yeah. devastating thing you know what i mean true and for me it's kind of like they're gonna find themselves in situations but mm -hmm. how are you gonna react so if it does break you know what i mean like cool now how are you gonna take care of the problem you know what i mean so mm -hmm. I, I always do tend to tell my kids that i'll just be like hey if you find yourself in a problem or even like at home you know haven't done their laundry now they're gonna get grounded or something like that i'm like hey all right so what is your solution to the problem? You know, that way they at least start processing something and start kind of analyzing and saying like, all right, cool. You know what? Well, I did mess up. Maybe, you know, I should take care of the problem like this and stuff like that. So. For sure. You got to give them that. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, they, I try to, I try to be why. mindful of them, but yeah, but I, I like to let them, you know, mm -hmm. I like to let them speak for themselves and I like to let them just kind of really, I, as I say, they're old enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're old enough. So I'll just be like, cool, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to go to the store? Do you not want to go to the store? You know, and it's like, all right, cool. So now it's it's gotten to the point where I do like it because it's kind of like, you know, I feel like I respect their opinion of what they want. And sometimes I'll be like, man, you really don't want to go to Target with me? Like, I'm going to go get a gift for like so-and-so's son because it's their birthday. Like, don't you want to mm. go pick it out? And I'll be like, 
all right, well, I guess I'll just go out there and pick it out by myself. Cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And there's times when they're all like, yeah, man, like I'll go out there. I'll help you pick it out. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Let's go. Let's do it. You know? Well, yeah, and then that's sure. when I'm like, cool, you want to grab some food after we can go to, you know, Taco Bell or something. <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be the fatty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, yeah. and it's good. It's good to give them that autonomy, you know, cause they are people no matter what that, yeah, they're your children yeah. or anything, but they are little people and they're developing their own way of thinking. You know what I mean? So we got to allow yeah. them to do that, you know, and explore, you know, yeah, it's kind of like that old, like that saying, you know, we're, uh, we're not raising in a sense kind of children right but we're we're kind of raising children who are going to be adults so we have to in a sense show them how they can be good adults and stuff like that so no definitely um i think the world would be a lot better <laughs> if more mm -hmm. people would do that you know what i mean raising you know we talk about it all the time you know we have to raise the next generation well yeah you know, we definitely do. That's, that's, and I hate it too. Cause I have guys tell me, ah, oh, this next generation, they don't know right. what it is to work hard and they're so emotional and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, dude, who right. raised that generation? Exactly. Look in the mirror. Yeah. 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 You and that's know? one thing that we tend to not see, you know, because we're so quick to kind of just point the finger like that. But exactly like you said, you know, like we have to see like, I mean, we're, we're the ones to blame. Absolutely. We're the ones raising them. We're the ones who have enabled them. Cause okay. Like me, right? Like, mm. Oh, I didn't, I grew up not having anything. So then what does my mind do? You know, now I got this good job, successful job. And now I just buy all these toys for my kids. And now they have lost the value of learning what it is to kind of go and earn a buck. You know, like for me, that's, mm. that's one thing of like how we were talking about what molded us to become into like an adult, right. Or like a young adult. Like for me, it was, when I turned 14, because my dad didn't want to buy me my skate shoes, you know, and they were a hundred dollar like Chad Muska circus back in the day. And, uh, <laughs> and it got to the point where I just told my dad, like coming home, you know, back in the day, you'd see these uh, on a light post and it'd be like, hey, teens, get a job, you know, like passing newspaper out or something like that. So yanked it out one day, went home and I told my dad, hey, what if I get a job? And my dad was just kind of like, well, you better not drop your grades. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I'll do good in school. He's just kind of like, all right, cool. Do your own thing, you know? And yeah. um, once I kind of did that, I mean, I don't want to say I, I learned what it was to love money, but I realized if I want something, I got to work hard for it, you know, and stuff like that. And I mean, I always tell my son too, I took care of those shoes for so long and such long time that like I outgrew them and I probably rocked them like two times, you know? So mm um and that's just kind of the thing too like with uh with my kids you know I want them to just kind of see that like I said going back to that foundation that it's like like my daughter she's big into uh into sewing so I always say hey maybe she's gonna go to fit them you know the fashion institute but um but just really kind of knowing how to support them when they want to kind of do something you know what I mean it's like cool like I want to be the president of the United States like that's cool you know like I support you a hundred percent I might not have the best foundation, but this is at least what I have and what I've learned. And I'm going to pass this on to you, whether it comes to like, you know, learning finances. So it helps them out uh, to acquire that or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Just the life lessons really in life. Cause I mean, that, that gets you far. You know, I always tell my son, you can't change the waves, but you can learn how to surf. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's a, a matter of how you're going to react to just everything around you. So I think that's just always kind of, kind of important you know just to kind of really instill that into them no i like that i never heard that before you can't change the ways but you can surf them <laughs> you know it's you so crazy uh -huh. okay so check it out the way i kind of heard that and it's it's just such a funny story but 
I was leaving the barbershop one late, late night, right? Not having mm-hmm. anywhere to go, not having the kids under my custody and stuff like that. And I was driving home on the 22 freeway and I was passing the, I think it was like Toyota, one of those dealerships and stuff like that. And there was this huge sign, right? Like those TVs, LED signs. And, uh, and that's exactly what it said. It said, hmm. you can't change the wave, but you can learn how to surf. And for me, I was like, you know, it's one of those, like when people say, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it. Like that, that just changed my life ever since I kind of read that up there. And I was just like, oh my God, you know what? Like I just interpreted it into my own life. And I'm like, the reaction that's it's pretty much just based on the reaction mm-hmm. no definitely it is and it man it's it's so true because it is the reaction because their kids are watching you i mean it goes yeah. back to what we are showing them they're gonna you know yeah. if life life throws you this curveball how is daddy and mommy gonna react right you know what i'm saying so no it's it's that is life-changing and i know that our listeners you know are gonna appreciate that um what type of advice brother can i ask you to share for the young family dad what advice would you leave them for the young the young father uh you know i think uh more than anything Mm -hmm. it'll be uh i'll share a quick little advice that someone shared with me this one time right I had this older gentleman, he sat in my chair one time, I'm all based on on experiences, but I sat this older gentleman in my chair this one time, and um, his advice that he told me one day, right, to his success of a long marriage, um, was just kind of like, if your wife tells you to take the day off and spend it with her, Mm -hmm. you call your boss and you take the day off and you spend it with her, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. to me, that was, I don't know, it was just so important because it really, it really like just let me understand that it's like you're gonna get busy you're gonna be busy with work and stuff like that but always just make sure that you take care of your household you know what i mean make sure that you always pay attention to your spouse that you're there listening to her and stuff like that i think that's just the biggest uh advice that i would say you know to just be a be a good listener we're quick at talking but just listen listen to your spouse listen to your kids and uh and then from there just go ahead and uh make your your decisions because one you know, one quick decision could just kind of alter everything, alter your life and stuff like that. So um, just don't be quick at jumping into a conclusion just take it easy. And uh, I think, you know, I think that's, that's probably the the best advice that I can kind of give. It's what I, I think I would give mm-hmm. myself, my younger mm-hmm. self, you know, as an advice. No, and it's, it's great advice, man, for sure, Jason. Um, I yeah. think we live in a society now that everybody has something to say and everybody wants to be heard. Yeah, right? absolutely. And yeah. part of doing that is listening. Yeah. You know, absolutely. just listen. You know? Yeah. Um, well, once again, Jason, thank you. How can someone reach out to you, brother? I appreciate you coming on here. And can you share with our audience right now how they can reach reach you, where you're at and stuff like that, if you don't mind, on social media? Yeah, not at all. As I always tell people, um, you know, not only do I cut hair inside the shop, outside the shop, I've gone to recovery homes um, just mm-hmm. to kind of help out because I just, I love to be supportive. So I always tell people, even if it's for a haircut or you just need to talk to someone or an outside source, mm-hmm. I'm always here just to kind of help out. So um, you guys can email me at oldtraditionsgp at gmail.com. So that's our shop name, oldtraditionsgp at gmail.com. Or you can go ahead and always just uh, call the shop, email us, check out our website. 
That's www.otgpbarbers.com. If you go online and you plug it in, Old Traditions in the city of Los Alamitos will come right up. But um, like I said, I mean, if anyone, it's kind of like they say, uh, a haircut's cheaper than therapy. So come see me. <laughs> you know, I'm here, to, I'm here to hear you out. And uh, And that's the thing. A lot of the times we tend to think that we're, you know, we're here to just hear people unload all day. But as like I said, I mean, I, I've had, you know, my clients that have been with me for almost 10 years now, and uh, they know my whole life, and they've heard me out just as much as I've heard them out. And that's where it creates this bond of like friendship, because it's like, hey, man, like, you understand me, you get me like, you're someone who doesn't judge me, you just hear me out. And mm -hmm. that's why barbering is so important. And as, and I, as I always say, just to kind of wrap it up with it. Um, but barbering is going to be one of the few things that still preserves human interaction, I believe in my, you know, in my opinion. No, I, I agree with you a hundred percent, dude. And I actually like that little catchphrase you said there about a haircut's cheaper right. than therapy. Cause I yeah. mean, that's what we're losing today. And you know, yeah. in the sake of trying not to bag right. on social media, because I use social media a lot. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times we that has taken the place for these connections that we need to make in these relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's quick to get on there and just kind of like dull themselves out on these devices yeah. and not have these interactions anymore. And with a haircut, right. you can't do that. You're sitting there, you can't really move and you're you have to be patient. It. You have to be patient. Exactly. That's the number one yeah. thing. Patience, brother. Man, thank you so yeah. much, Jason, for coming on here, bro, and sharing everything. You have so much wisdom, brother. Um Oh, I appreciate you, so much. you. And uh, anytime you have any kind of event or anything like that, you know, with the community and stuff like that, or my fathers can just go get a haircut with their kids. I know I want to yeah. go down there and take my boys down there. Awesome. Um, let us know. We'll share it on, on our social media accounts and right. uh, look forward to doing some more stuff with you, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, um, I'm not there at the shop all day every day but if you guys need me send me an email and i will definitely just you know we'll figure it out and i'll meet you guys at the shop that's what i always tell people so same thing with you david i mean whenever you want to come out let me know we'll go ahead we'll plan a day and we'll meet you out there other than that i want to say just thank you for having me um yeah. i want to thank you for what you have created and you know just the show of dad and the foundation and everything it's super important it's something that i back up a hundred percent and uh you know we're here for you man so anything that we could ever do or our shop i mean we got your back 100%. We love it and we're about it. And, uh, you know, like I said, just to all the rad dads out there, just keep putting it down, holding it down for your kids. And, you know, we do us and we have fun and just enjoy your family. That's what it's about, you know, at the end of the day. You know, we, we ain't going to be here too long. So just, uh, you know, give them a hug, give them a kiss, tell them you love them and just enjoy it. Enjoy time. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy your spouse. Man. Man, you could say it better than I could. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's awesome, bro. I appreciate you so much, Jason. We'll be talking to you All soon, right. bro. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Take care, man. Bye.